Everybody we saw was you. Thank you. You may be sitting and y'all already are. I want to talk about a few moments when you are swallowed by a blessing. It can swallow you up. It can swallow you up. When you are swallowed. My brothers and sisters, to my young companions at the time of this text, God has commanded Moses to send out 12 men on a mission. He wanted one man to represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Go and come up with a strategy for victory for the people of God. That strategy commenced several years ago when God called Moses on the backside of Midianite Desert and said, Moses, take off your shoes, for the ground in which you stand is holy ground. God gave him the mission. He gave him the mandate to get the people of God out of Egyptian captivity and lead them toward the land of Canaan. This journey was commenced that day, and our text today is a part of the journey. God said, Moses, get 12 men whose name has some type of significance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each name, each spy represented some attribute of the character of God. God wanted uh, to give them, he wanted to get them a picture of their possibilities. So he sent 12 men to spy out the land of Canaan. When they come back, they come back with a report of the land. When they came, they, they were so fearful. They were so in, intimidated by what they had just saw. Yes, they came back with some positive feedback on what they had seen. They said, yes, God, we can attest to the fact that the land is there, is, is beautiful. It is a land that flowed with milk and honey. You, you see them returning to Moses there and Aaron in Numbers chapter 13 around verse 26. If you look at it, as they return from this mission, you look at how they respond in, in verse 26. For they said to Moses, they said to Aaron and, and the congregation and to the children of Israel and to the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh, they brought back the word unto the congregation and showed them the fruit. Yeah. Y'all see that? Yeah. that? That was brought from the land. Look at verse 27. And they told the church, the congregation, they said to Moses, Moses, we went to the land where you sent us. And surely it is a land that flowed with milk and honey. When we brought back some souvenirs, we, when we brought back some fruit, here are the grapes. Here is the fruit, some of the produce that, that comes from the land. We know it's a great land. 
Here verse 31. That they said, Moses and the congregation, Moses, we know it's a great land. We know that it is a wonderful land. But Moses, look at verse 31. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We be not able. Mm -mm. Go up against this people, for they are stronger than we. And verse 32 said, and they, they brought back an evil report of the land, which they had served. said, yes, to the great land. Here is the problem. The land is so big and so huge. That it literally swallows up the inhabitants. We cannot occupy that land, Moses. I'm trying to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We cannot go there because this land and it's too big for us. In other words, in actuality, we're too small for this lesson. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you a question, Bethlehem, today. What is it about us that makes us sometimes feel that we are beneath what God has ordained? What is it about our spirits that, that when God wants to take us from glory to glory and from faith to faith, that, 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 that we have had that ghetto mentality for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call them about the ghetto, but, but we rather die and stay stuck <coughs> with this ghetto mentality. A ghetto mentality has nothing to do with where you live. Right. I want to put it up. Because you can live in the ghetto and not have a ghetto mentality. At the same time, you can live in reunion over in Madison. Yeah, yeah. You live in Lake Caroline. You can live in the country club uh, just living. But yet still have a ghetto mentality. Uh, a ghetto mentality says uh, that I don't want that I'm not good enough for the blessings of God. A ghetto mentality says that, that I don't care, Pastor, to go another further. I'm, I'm comfortable right here in shallow water. I don't want to launch out into the deep. I, I, I'm comfortable with, with fried bologna sandwich. With mayonnaise on one side and mustard. I like to play. But I'm comfortable with that. I don't care about eating on I don't care about eating a filet mignon. Some of you alert to see some, but, but good food like that. A ghetto mentality says that even though God wants to open up another door and has mandated for me to walk through it, I would rather stay stuck where I am than to explore the possibilities of a brand new horizon. Now, I don't know about y'all to take up, man, but you know me. I don't have a ghetto mentality. No, 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 no. I'm from Rocky Hill. Yeah, I've been there for 42 years. I've been right there in the Saints, but I'm from Rocky Hill. I tell it everywhere I go. I'm not from Barnard Grove. I'm from Rocky Hill. That's where I'm from. I'm, I'm, I'm from Rocky Hill, and, 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 and I'm from the southeastern part of Lee County. I'm from the country. And they tease me about it everywhere I go, about the way I talk. I'm, 
said, oh, I'm, I'm a country boy, but guess what? I don't have a ghetto mentality. No, I, I have a George Jefferson mentality. I, I move it on up to the West East Side. I got a deal up First problem, first problem they had 
that, that, that we have, if we're not careful, is that when they focused on other people. That's the first problem they had, focus. Now, now God told Moses, he, he instructed them to go and check the land out. He said, go and look at my promised place, check it out. Focus on it, verse 26. They went, came back to Moses and Aaron, unto all the congregation, unto the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh, and they brought back to them a word and said unto them, yes, we came here. Surely water, we floored with milk and honey. We brought back some fruit. Nevertheless, people are strong that live there. The cities are walled and very great. We saw the children of Enoch. Now they said, yes, Moses, yes, Aaron is wonderful, but the children of Enoch are already there. Yes, uh, it's great. The cities are a wall. Yes, it's great, but, but the Amalekites are there. Yes, it's a great land, but, but here's the problem. We are Moses. We are the Israelites. They are the Amalekites. They are the Amorites, the Hittites, and the Jebusites. They said, Moses, this land ain't for us. We don't have the right pigmentation. We don't look right. We, we're, not, we're not from the right side of the tracks. We don't have the right credentials. We are beneath that. That's what we're for. We're not on that level, that's what they say. That, oh, that's a folk that they're big. This land is big. We, we like the land now. I'm going to get me wrong. We like the way it looks. But, but we are afraid of the land because it's for greater people and we don't feel like we can help. Matthew something. What makes us believe that we cannot do that? What, what makes us believe that God gave you a pastor 12, almost 13 years ago. He gave a, a vision, and the vision didn't just stop here. But what makes some of us believe, Pastor, us can't fulfill that vision? I'm going to put something on your mind. What, what makes you think that somebody else can have the blessing? But because of where you are and where you came from, because of where your mom and your father worked, because of where you went to school, because of your education, what, what makes you can't think you can't have what somebody else has? What makes you think you can't do what we ain't trying to do, but, but what makes you think that? My, I believe what my Bible tells me is that my God is no respecter of person. Help me out of here, somebody. And if God opened up his will for us, it matters not who's already there. Let me tell you something. They can be already living there. It, it doesn't matter if they already, if it's already occupied by somebody else. Somebody knows God has a way of transferring some stuff. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all listening to me today. Uh, you know what my Bible tells me? It says that we got the right to live in houses that we didn't even be. You read that in the Bible, didn't you? You, you got the right to glean from fields that we didn't even plant. Uh, don't, don't you know right now while we're here preaching to you and, and we're in Bethlehem, uh, somebody else is out there working on your own blessing. Uh, and the only thing you got to do uh, when you get there is just believe it and walk in it by faith. It's too, it's too much. 
you have a good economy, you have good conditions, you have a little change in your pocket, but that does not mean it's time to move. I want to put something up. See, we don't live as Christians by economy, but we live by faith, and the just shall live by See, things can be going well for you and your job. You got a pay raise, a promotion. You got the money saved up. But if God said don't buy it, then you say, don't buy it. But, 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 but because we, we are dictated as Christians by his will, you have a good economy and it's still a bad time to move. But conversely now, you can have a bad economy. But if his will and his spirit says move, then guess what? You move. I don't live by any country. I live by his word and by what his spirit me. I can do all things through Christ. See, this is tough, which gives me strength. Listen, we, we, we can do what it is I'm trying to do. I know you've been talking, I know we have a meeting, I know you've been talking about it all week, and you, some of y'all got concerned and worried about this. We can go where God is trying to take us. Yes, we can. Well, Pastor, we, we, can't, we can't do that. We can't pay that much. Says who? What God are you, sir? When you focus on other people. See, this is, this is too good. When you feel that you have no power. You're going to be swallowed up by them. Can't say that long. Not only, not only did they focus on other people, yeah. Yeah. Not, not only did they fear that, that they had no power, but, but and, and if you do that, it's falling in the hole. Thirdly, lastly, I, I got a problem. I got a problem. He says, third problem I got with them, and I have little sometimes that they were swallowed by blessing. Watch this. Because they fail to see their own potential. Focus on other people. Felt they had no power. Then they failed to see their own potential. Church, you get rough right now. This is one sad person. I'm going to go back to verse 32. Follow the evil report of the land which they had searched. I believe it was true. That they bought it and they said that, that we searched it. It eat up. Us. We can't have it. Look, look what they said in verse 33. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak. Look what they said. We were in there, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. You know what? That's right. Maybe they heard that all their lives. Stop it, you grasshopper. Come on, come on. <laughs> maybe they heard their mama say that. About their daddy. I, I, I know I shouldn't matter. That grasshopper, he was a grasshopper, and, and his daddy was a grasshopper. <laughs> you know, they've been called grasshoppers all their whole life, uh, and, and now they refer to themselves as grasshoppers. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about because now their pathology is, is a grasshopper pathology. In other words, they, they, they have begun to believe what the other folk has said about them. You know what? 
You are not what they call you. You are what you respond to. He said, move. 
But, but it gets worse. I'm telling you. It gets worse, y'all. His belief that there were about between 600,000 and 3 million children of Israel out there in the wilderness. Now, follow me now. This is going to be a Bible study. Follow me here. 12 searched the land. Y'all listening? Joshua and Caleb, two out of the 12, were positive. So what that mean? 10 of them were talking about we grasshoppers. They had that mentality, that negative mentality. And look what happened to three million based on what 10 folks said. Go over to chapter 14. I told you to read it, and I'm closing. I'm closing. It's a sad verse. How many I tell y'all that was out there? I told you about that. How many I tell y'all that was out there? How many? No. How many people? How many Israel? How many is like? How many? About 600,000 to 3 million. Somebody listen. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now, now. How many saw the land? 12. Yeah, I told y'all. See, y'all gotta listen to me. How many were positive? How many were negative? That's what I'm talking about. See, I want to know. I want to study. I want to know that you got it. So I want you. Now, now watch it. Now, now watch this. Verse one of chapter fourteen. Y'all watch it close. And all the congregation, to say, lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept. Here's what's funny, y'all. All three million of them jokes weeping. But why are they weeping? They haven't even saw the land yet. Come on. Now, three million folk up all night long, weeping, crying, all about what ten Negroes see. Let me tell you something. You gotta be careful that you don't let other folk issues be projected on you. Now you start seeing a situation through the lens of other folk. You know what? You got people that don't like you right now in this church. I hope not. Because of what somebody has said about you. What they call that? A killer guard mentality. My friend don't like me. So I don't like me. What they do to you? Oh, they, they, oh, he, they ain't done nothing to me, but, but, but my friend don't like them, so, so I can't be free. I, I just ain't fooling with them because, because my friend don't like Grow up! And get a real life, please. So if your friend don't go to heaven, you're going to go to heaven, you're going to go to hell with your friend? I tell you, if you go pray, you ain't going to go to hell. You going there too? Don't let somebody else mess become your mess. And you weren't even involved in it. Y'all help me, hold Now they sick because of what somebody else said. Let me go. You know, if I'm gonna cry at night, y'all, it's gonna be because of something that I saw with my own eyes. Don't let somebody else's misery make you miserable. Hope that you ain't got nothing to. Never had a, birth, a bad word, Will. Got a problem because of what somebody else said. And then it get worse. And I promise you, I'm closing. Not, not only are three million folk crying because of what somebody else said. Verse 2 says, of chapter 14, and all the children of Israel murmured against Ramon. 
dunk on in my church. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I heard that you preach good and the way you preach hard and you you preach hard, you preach hard. And, uh, and, 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 and and what you have to do is you strain, you strain your voice. And if you strain your voice, then eventually you get nachos. This is his turn. I don't know. And, and, and if you get too many nachos, then you're going to have to sometimes have surgery. My pastor had to have that stuff done. And uh, he said, so what you got to do is you got to walk and talk. Be, be easy. Be all right. Maybe you need to calm down. Tone it down. Don't holler so much. You know, for right, I've been preaching since 2014. So 2004. 2004. Been preaching since October 31st, 2004. I never had a problem, really, with my voice. And so he said, you can't put that much stress on your voice every week. You got to scale it back a little bit. But see, you know what, Bethlehem? I get excited when I see potential. I want to grow. I want to do more for God. I, I want to build more. I, I want more for other folks. I, I want more for this community. And I get excited about what God says. For some of y'all, don't do it. All you want to do, I'm going to let you go. You just want to come to church. Gonna get your word. Go home. You ain't gonna serve. You ain't gonna give nothing. You gonna run your mouth. But I made up my mind. Look, y'all, I ain't finna let nobody in here stress me out. No, no, not over what God told me to do. I ain't finna let y'all kill me. And I ain't gonna quit. I don't know how to preach a handful of sermon. No, I, I, God didn't tell me to do that. I don't know how to give you 15 or 20 minutes and, and then let you go and say, ain't y'all right and leave y'all. I don't have a button that I push that make me walk. I don't have a program delivered that tells me when to hoop it and when to holler. No. As a matter of fact, uh, most of the time, you know, somebody told me that, I made it on that, I'm just going to come to you. I ain't going to have no surgery. I, I, I listen to him, but, but, but I, I ain't going to get loud. I'm just going to teach you. But every now and then, when something happens to me in the middle of the sermon, and I, I begin to reflect on what God has done for me, I feel like Jeremiah said, I said I wasn't going to say nothing, but, but his word was just like fire. Help me, Holy Ghost. Shut up in my bones. You'll tell somebody I can't help today but to give God the praise. I can't help but to give God the glory. I can't help y'all but to give him the honor. Because when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cried out, hallelujah today. I thank you, Jesus. They probably should have been me. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. It should have been me, y'all. On an old rugged cross, it should have been me. And they would him all night long. And that Friday morning, they put a cross up on his shoulder. They marched him up down the hill. They hung him high. 
you today? Do you have a grasshopper mentality? Bethlehem, don't let God give you the blessing. But you too look to receive it. Everything that God broke in his will. You Thank you for saving me. That's all I 